0: Gary DePaul with Unlabel Leadership. Welcome to episode thirty-five, Alex Lawson in the present moment. A quick shout out to listeners in Mexico, particularly in Jalisco, San Luis Potosí, and Guanajuato. With that, let's get started. Years ago, I worked at Lowe's Home Improvement in Mooresville, North Carolina where I met Alex Lawson. Alex is a performance consultant in the area of talent development, which means he helps within his organization train the employees there to develop. Of all the people I know, Alex is one of the most laid back, easygoing kind of a person. He's not a pushover, don't get me wrong. Let me put it to you this way. If I had to go into a heated meeting I would want Alex there because I know he could help turn the temperature, figuratively speaking, down a few degrees. In other words, help calm things down in what could be difficult situations. One thing I found out about Alex is he went to New College, which is in Sarasota, Florida. And interesting enough is I used to live in Sarasota, but we weren't there at the same time but I did get to hear some really good stories about um, new college and what that experience is like, which may explain some of Alex's creativity. He's innovative and understands systemic thinking. Part one, the foundation of coaching. In episode eight, Ronald Graves explains how the coaching role is different from leadership, management, and mentorship. One comment he made is that anyone could start applying coaching to what they do and encourage managers to do that. Well, Alex is someone who's done that. What you're going to hear are stories about coaching that he's applied to his role to help other people. But before going into some examples, Alex explains what the foundation is for coaching, which is sort of like the guiding principle for what you're trying to achieve. Here's Alex. So I wanted to share an experience
1: that I had during a one-on-one meeting with my manager, not too terribly long ago. They said something that was very impactful to me. And what they said was that everyone has the ability to find the answers to the questions within themselves. We just have to give them the space and time to build their confidence in order to find these answers.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: My reaction was, wow, this is such a simple but profound approach to just relationship building. And it's actually a a framework for coaching that I think a a lot of leaders are taking from a variety of different sources. But essentially it's impacted me in that it has now resulted in me taking this foundation or this assumption and applying it to relationships both in and out of the workplace.
0: A lot of people think that coaching is about giving advice. It's about giving insight into a person's experience. What you're saying is very similar to what Ronald Graves said in a previous episode about coaching, that you're Answers, the insights are coming from within the person, and that person looks inward. And all you're doing is you're guiding that person without giving answers.
1: Exactly. You're not trying to fix them because they already have everything they need to find the answers already. I think the assumption with many leaders uh, in companies today is that they feel like they have to have those answers, they have to provide the answers. As I found in my experience in working in a variety of organizations, all too often, the, the people with whom you work already have those answers. Uh, the expertise lies within the workforce. So there's not a need really to fix someone or provide the answers so much as to guide them toward those answers um, and the solutions that they inevitably have with a situation that they're most familiar with.
0: You know, this goes back to some of the leadership principles, in particular, the one I call it encourage change, which I should have called encourage growth, where you're helping others figure out what their development is and what they need, but you're not giving it to them. And you're just just enabling them to find their path and determine what capabilities they need to develop in order to contribute more effectively.
1: Exactly. Being a learning professional now for, uh, wow, it's hard to believe close to 20 years, I have found that the subject matter expertise and whatever it is that I may be working to provide a learning solution for often resides in the people that are doing the work day to day. It's not my job to come in and fix them or fix their behaviors. It's to take note of what their behaviors are so that then that can be shared with other people coming into a role new. So it's a similar concept, I believe. And that, again, you're not trying to fix the person, you're just trying to guide them towards the answers that are already within themselves.
0: This is another Ronald Graves explanation. What you're contributing in the coaching conversation is you're outside the box and they're in the box. And when you're in the box, you can't see the same perspective. So you're able to give them some insights into what they're doing, what they're thinking, even even noting their behaviors that they would not pick up from being inside the box.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's all about perspective. Um, Sometimes being in the box, you're so in the weeds that you can't see those guardrails that that are out there, those patterns. But someone who is outside the box, they're not in there with you, but they can certainly help provide context and help you help yourself to navigate whatever that situation might be that you're
0: facing. Part 2, Beginning New Chapters. Like leadership, coaching is something that you apply to your role from the perspective of your role. And what Alex explains is how he leveraged coaching to help someone on his team. Here's Alex to explain more.
1: We had a new person start on our team, kind of taking this framework into mind, I was attempting to guide them on some of the things that they would be doing in the day to day. And they had some questions around them. And obviously with some questions, there's a a certain amount of direction that you have to provide. This individual brought quite a bit of experience to the table. And some of the questions that they were asking, I felt like they probably already knew the answers to. So I essentially found myself clearing my mind, listening to what they were saying, how they were saying it, the body language and truly being in the moment, listening and noticing everything that was going on, noticing how I was interacting, noticing how they were interacting with me. And then I like to try to throw in some guiding questions along the way, not to direct them, but to help them find those patterns to decipher those answers themselves. And all too often, and in this particular instance, this individual said, Yeah, I already knew that. You know, thanks for letting me talk through this particular scenario with you, without telling them, well, you should do this or you should do that, which tends to put people on the defensive because you feel like you're fixing them and they feel like you're they feel like there's something wrong with them when you approach it from that perspective. But when you give them the space, you're approaching them as a fully resourceful individual that has those answers already. And uh, you're just providing the, the space and the time, as I said before, to find the answers and work through the solutions for themselves. It really, really is a powerful way to relate with people, to build work relationships, to converse with them. And it's beautiful because it works inside and outside the office very effectively.
0: You said something intriguing that the new hire that was coming in that you were helping was experienced. I'm guessing that if you had someone starting on your team or within your group who had no experience or who's an intern, then being a little bit more directive is more to what they need. But if it's for this person who's more experienced and the types of questions that the new hire was asking really fit well with the coaching model that you described.
1: Exactly. There were certain proprietary things that they weren't familiar with within the organization that I had to kind of direct them on. But there were other higher level conceptual things that they had experience with at another place that essentially would look very similar to the current context in which we were having this conversation. So it allowed me to kind of pull back and let them explore and kind of talk through that process internally. Without intimidation, it was more from an exploratory or a curiosity perspective, if that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I bet the person after these com- this conversation with you was feeling more confident.
1: Absolutely. More confident. Our relationship has really grown. And uh, I would say overall, our entire team is, is trying to approach this from a similar way. We're trying to interact with one another in a, in a, in a more curiosity-based mindset, if that makes sense. And it's really increased the level of trust and productivity and just uh, the dynamics of the team are just a lot more productive and sincere now that we approach everybody from this perspective of, you've got everything you need. I'm just going to help you find it yourself without trying to fix you.
0: I can see how this carries over in just, for example, a brainstorming session In a traditional brainstorming session, you may have an idea and then I may spout off my idea and you come back with another one. But with the mindset or the thinking of being curious, if you expressed an idea, then I might inquire and ask questions to ensure that I'm not making assumptions about that idea. In my mind, I'm trying to understand what you're thinking and trying to get across and being willing to explore it versus the you know the back and forth
1: exactly and i find myself in those instances asking a lot of how and what questions ah. so questions that really kind of get behind what they're saying and also again kind of point to those patterns that they might not be aware of it's kind of directing them subconsciously to i guess examine more closely some of the issues that they, they may have a little trepidation about
0: In my book, Nine Practices of 21st Century Leadership, I identified 26 leadership beliefs. One of them, number 15, says helping others figure out their development enhances their ability to contribute. I think coaching applies here or seems to be founded partially on that belief. With coaching, People can figure out what they need to do, how they need to move forward by looking inward. And that pretty much aligns with that belief. Alex shares a story which also kind of exemplifies or illustrates this. Here's Alex.
1: This example was outside of work. And this is a close friend of ours who uh, unfortunately lost her husband of 50 years not too long ago obviously a very sad and uh, depressing situation. Again, I kind of found myself when uh, talking to her about the situation, some of the questions that she had, some of the issues, just talking through the situation, giving her that space, giving her just the ability to kind of talk through what she was feeling, talk through some of what the situation was, some of the life changes that she would need to be making as a result of this death of her husband of 50 years. And she said that she really appreciated the fact that we weren't trying to tell her, you need to do this and you need to do that. Again, going back to that fixing somebody, that we gave her the space to just kind of be with her feelings and kind of come to the conclusions that she already kind of started forming on her own, but she just needed a place to verbalize them in a safe space. And so by doing that, again, I guess it's that safe space concept. It really helped her. I think it's helped her come to some really good decisions about what she needs to do next. And she's going to be making some very positive life changes as a result of the conversations that we've had.
0: I'm speculating that when you were talking with her, it wasn't, your focus wasn't on empathy in the sense of, oh man, that really is a terrible situation. And, but it was really letting her explore, like you said, her emotions but trying to be a little bit more objective, but also reflective of what she's saying to help her get at those inner answers.
1: Exactly. And I think by letting her talk through the emotions, which are obviously inherent in a situation like this, talking through those emotions helped her get to a place of more objectivity, which she kind of needed, I think, without the whole feeling like I've got to be the, the fix-it person, feeling like I've got to be the doctor and, make her feel better because it's obvious, I'm not gonna change her emotional state. This is a a pretty sensitive situation, but helping helping them work through those concepts to a more objective place really is a beneficial way to approach an outside of work situation like this, one that's very uh, emotionally charged.
0: If there's any irony to this, it's that going through the coaching process, she felt better.
1: She did, she felt better appreciative and more confident at the end because the decision that she made was one that she had kind of thought about, but was, I guess, scared to move forward with because of the emotional, I won't say baggage, but just the the intensity of being with this individual for 50 years, feeling like she was leaving them behind by making these choices, when in actuality is what really is going to be better for her in the long run. Her uh, belief that her husband is still with her in spirit, within her heart. This would what, be what he would want for her in the long run.
0: You actually were helping her give herself permission to move forward. Exactly. But with a, with a different mindset or a different way of viewing her relationship from leaving the person behind. But in a sense, that person is still with her, but in a different sort of way.
1: Exactly. And the key to all of these conversations that I've talked about today is really being present in the moment. I think a lot of times when we go into conversations, all too often somebody says something and we're already forming a reply in our mind. We're going to say something to reply to what they're saying, which again kind of goes back to that. Let me fix this. This is something you need to do. Instead of taking in what they're saying, how they're saying it, the context in which they're saying it, and truly taking it all in so that you're coming from an authentic place. And it really does convey and it makes them feel a lot more comfortable, but it also helps them again, get to that place of curiosity and exploration that all too often they may be intimidated by because they feel like, you know, they're damaged. They're coming to you with a situation or a question. They feel like, oh, I should have known the answer to this, or I should be in a better state than that, but it is what it is. So you're helping them again, kind of guide them through the terrain from that outside of the box perspective. And it really does come to help them come to a very powerful, empowering place.
0: Imagine how much a culture of a team would grow and develop if they had that sense of presence, being present in the moment, even, even with with business decisions.
1: Absolutely. And kind of going back to my team, that is exactly what we do, even working remotely. Um, and it's you don't get to see the face-to-face quite as much when we're all on Zoom calls and such. But there's still a certain amount of body language through voice that you can pick up on, intonation, things like that. Truly just kind of allowing that space to explore and brainstorm, come up with potential solutions to problems that you might not even believe are possible to exist. You know, you, you feel like they might be an impossible solution, but you talk through and the nuances and you realize, hey, there may be a way to get there. It might take a while. But the possibilities truly are endless when you kind of approach life from
0: that curious perspective. Part three, an open invitation. If you think of work as more than a paycheck, as an opportunity to help those around you better themselves, well, coaching is probably something that could help you with helping other people. Here's Alex to share some of his ideas about how you can leverage coaching in your particular role. Here's Alex.
1: What I would like to uh, invite listeners to do today is to kind of take on board this perspective of this framework that my manager gave to me, that everyone has the ability to find the answers to the questions within themselves. We just have to give them the space and the time to build their confidence in order to find the answers. So I'm inviting everybody to take this perspective on. Let it inform the way that you converse with one another, whether it's a work relationship, a relationship with your significant other, with a family member, a friend. It's truly something that you can use in any context. Allow yourself to be a coach from outside the box. I really like that analogy that you're not in the weeds with them. You're helping to guide them to the answers that they already have within themselves and just see if it makes a difference in the way you converse with these individuals inside or outside of work. And I'm willing to bet that you will see a positive change take place with your work relationships, the work that's being done, but also those personal relationships outside of the workplace, the level of trust that's built and just the sense of peace and wholeness that results when everybody kind of comes to the table as an equal partner. That's what I'd like to invite everybody to do and just see if it works for you. It's worth a shot.
0: When doing this, be present in the moment, focus on what the other person is saying, and be curious and inquire.
1: Absolutely. Ask those how and what questions. Don't feel like you've got to drive them to a particular answer. You're trying to help guide them to those answers that Inevitably, they already have because they're closer to the situation than you are. And it really does make a huge difference in the, um, the level of respect that many relationships have as a result of approaching it from that perspective. It's been very powerful for me.
0: My thanks to Alex Lawson. If you'd like to learn more about Alex, go to the show notes. If you have a comment or question, go to unlabelleadership.com Click the message icon and you can leave a voicemail up to one minute. Maybe I'll play it on the air. I'd like to thank listeners who have supported the show and you can find out how to support the show at unlabelleadership.com. But mostly I'd like to thank you listeners for joining me for this podcast. Until next time, lead on.